Joining us on the AT&T hotline, the official wireless provider of the Boston Bruins, is WEI.com's DJ Bean, who's live in Vancouver, has been flying back and forth from Vancouver to Boston. And uh, DJ, unbelievable tonight. They, uh, Tim Thomas, once again, uh, stealing the show. And uh, many people didn't expect the Bruins to be able to win this Game 7. Uh, how were they, a couple of moments, how, how, how were they able to do this in a couple of the key plays for you? Well, I, uh, John, I think they were just able to block out the fact that, you know, it had been tough here and they couldn't win here and they kept getting boxed out in front of Roberto Luongo. I think that once they got that first goal from Patrice Bergeron, I, I asked Thomas about, him, I, about it. I didn't expect him to, to answer it the, the, the way that many of us would think. But, I mean, I think that Tim Thomas sees the Bruins score that first goal and he just kept it in his mind that, okay, now they're done. And from there he just absolutely shut them out and uh, – Obviously, uh, Burroughs had that uh, very uh, scary opportunity in the second period where uh, Chara turned mm-hmm. it over. And I mean, had had they scored there, it would have been a totally different hockey game. But they were able to just uh, shut them down in every single facet of the game. And uh, and Brad Marchand coming through the way he did, he'd been an absolute ghost in this building at least uh, to this point. So for him to be able to play the way he played at home and uh, make it a perfect 9-0 and in games in which uh, he scored for the Bruins. Uh, it was quite unbelievable. Yeah, I think Luongo's going to be having some Marshawn nightmares. DJ, it's... Uh, poor guy. <laughs> DJ, it's Trags. How are you? How are you, Trags? I couldn't be better. I'm really uh, still uh, trying to get, a, get my hands around the fact that this team uh, overcame so much uh, at the end of the regular season, the beginning of the playoffs, the P.K. Subban goal. We had Gregory Campbell on. Uh, earlier uh, in the show and talked about how much this team had to overcome and not panic then. They win game seven uh, of the first round in overtime. Did you think, DJ, that that when they beat Montreal that they had the potential to take it all the way? Well, if we want to go even further back, uh, we can uh, remember that I didn't even pick them to win the Montreal series. I do remember that, but I wasn't going to bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I I think that just the way that it had worked out uh, with the, the seedings and, and all of that, that if they could get past the Canadians, that they might have not an easier time, but a manageable time getting to the finals. Obviously, they made it look uh, rather difficult in, uh, how, in how strong a fight Tampa Bay put up. But that was just getting here. Once they actually got here, it was a totally different animal, and they did go up against the best team in the league. And the, the way Luongo played uh, at home, the way uh, – the way their third line even stepped up. I mean, obviously, I know the, the Sedins were very quiet. Today, especially, they were uh, on the ice for uh, three of those Yeah, goals. three of the goals. Yeah, yeah um, and uh, Kessler really playing game one and doing nothing from there. Uh, there was a lot of these. There was a lot that this, uh, this team had to deal with, and they were able to shut down the right guys, but certainly this isn't something that I'm sure months ago, even weeks ago, we thought we'd be talking about right now. And everything that they went through, the Game 7s, and, and do you think that, uh, will this be looked back on as one of the bigger upsets, you think, in Stanley Cup history, Bruins over Vancouver? See, I don't know. I think that because when you have a goaltender as strong as Tim Thomas and you have essentially the best player between the two teams, I don't think it can be considered that much of an upset. That being said, the way they had looked in this building coming in, even tonight, this game was an upset in and of itself, and it's something the Bruins should definitely be proud of. But this is a series they could have won if they had done all the right things, and they did most of those right things. They were able to shut down the Sedins. They were able to uh, to completely stop their uh, their power play. I think their power play ended up going like 2 for 33 or something like that. Mm. 
they were able to do the right things, and methodically it all worked out. And then from there, if you have Tim Thomas standing on his head the way he did, to allow eight goals in a seven-game series is uh, remarkable. DJ, when when they were able, when the Bruins were able to uh, sustain the uh, push again in Game Seven early on, and, and uh, they were able to stem the tide mostly with the effort of the fourth line, which I thought was uh, really really key early on. Once they got the Bergeron goal, did you feel uh, that it was game set and match? Well, like I said, when you have a guy like Thomas and Ed as crazy as he, as, uh, he is. You think that maybe that might be the case where he just kind of looks across that other goaltender and just thinks, like, you're toast, you know? Um, I think at that point, uh, that's where Thomas goes and shuts it down. I didn't know what the rest of the Bruins would be able to do it because, as uh, as you saw, it was just on end. As you said, if it weren't for guys like Daniel Pye, Gregory Campbell, Sean Thornton had one of the best shifts of the game early in the, uh, the first period. And uh, you know what? That also goes back to Claude Julien, all the criticism yep. that he gets um, and all the flack that he gets for playing the fourth line, always rolling out uh, four lines and having such a defensive-minded scheme. You know, that's what won in the game. Yeah, and hopefully we don't have to hear Claude Julien uh, uh, asked anymore. So, Claude, how does this uh, make you feel? Does this quiet and all the critics that have uh, been on your case the whole uh, season? I mean, he, he was asked that again in the post game, and I'm like, when will uh, people get off, you know, that theme? Because, obviously, he's won the cup now. Well, exactly. I think that they'll get off it once those critics are uh, are quiet down. And, you know, coaches are coaches. They're always going to get uh, crap from the people in uh, in their city because if you don't win every game, if you don't go 82-0, and 0, then you're clearly doing something wrong. And that's just the mindset in this town. But uh, he certainly joined that uh, elite club of these uh, Boston coaches, whether it be Belichick, Francona, Rivers, who have now won uh, championships in their respective sports. DJ, you wrote about uh, Cam Neely finally winning the Stanley Cup. It's been very special, uh, he said, after the game. Give us a sense of what was going through Cam Neely's mind in the celebration and and in the uh, afterglow of the first uh, Bruins Stanley Cup since 72. He's one of the guys. He, he wasn't emotional. There were a lot of guys in the ice who seemed emotional. He wasn't emotional, but he seemed to be one of the guys who was viewing it as more of a surreal experience. I mean, this is something this guy had played as, entire career for between those two teams and uh just having it end the way it did with his hip condition and knowing i I asked him just knowing when you retired that you were never going to win a stanley cup what was the feeling like and it was such a terrible time for him and then to be able to years later to be able to put on a suit and do it he he said going into the series that it would be the next best thing and uh he said the next best thing turned out to be incredible for him Lastly, for me, DJ, uh, the you know a couple keys we thought heading into this game was you know just as simple as score first, you know get that first goal uh, and get Luongo a little bit rattled. And I think another part of this was use the Bruins' depth to their advantage and uh, create some traffic in front of the net as well. And Tim Thomas go out there, and, and all those things really happened tonight. Yeah, they hit on both of those things, and Luongo even on some plays early early on. I mean, maybe we're just looking for stuff, and obviously, given this series, there was. Nobody was watching anybody on the ice except for Roberto Luongo. Every every little play, I'd see if he looked shaky. And to his credit, he didn't totally let the floodgates open the way that we'd seen him do in uh, the three games in Boston. But when you're going up against a guy like Tim Thomas, who's just going to shut down the way he did, there is no margin for error. And a lot, it's a lot like how it was for Thomas in the uh, the previous games here. Well, DJ, we appreciate it, and uh, be safe there in Vancouver. I understand there's a lot of riots and uh, some fans uh, misbehaving there in uh, in uh, Vancouver, so be safe out there. 
Thanks, guys. And, DJ, let me add that it was a privilege working with you uh, this year. Uh, You have certainly earned at least a week off. (laughs) Thanks, Drugs. All right, DJ. Appreciate it, bud. Uh, Have a good one. That's uh, DJ Bean. Does a great job for WEI.com. He's been covering the Bruins from the uh, first drop of the puck this season all the way until uh, Game 7.